What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously hunting for a quarterback. It is the only thing that anybody wants to talk about, but there is some developments that I think are, well, rather interesting. And then another name we'll dive into that maybe a little bit less interesting, but they got to toss it out and new quarterback options emerge on the daily when you're going through an offseason like the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Meanwhile, we got to finish it off with some Kenny Pickett talk because at this point, the question has to be asked, are we giving this guy a fair shot or have we given up on Kenny Pickett a bit too early? We'll dive into all that plus a little bit more. Make sure to find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. It is a beautiful day here in the Berg. Been a beautiful week here in the Berg. Um, anybody who watched Pitt and the Penguins last night didn't have a beautiful night, but that's what you were doing. How are you, my friend? How are you feeling after uh, after last night's Wake Forest game? Uh, not great, uh, <laughs> especially, you know, it's tough to have a 9 o'clock game anytime there's a 9 o'clock game. Yes. Uh, it's even worse when it ends in a blowout. Uh, yes. That, that's just no fun for anyone. Um, so, yeah, it was not, not a particularly fun evening for sports in the city of Pittsburgh last night. It was no, not, no. not very fun. I can, I can only imagine it's worse when you have to cover it and when you have to stay up until midnight plus to talk about how bad a team is. So Well, I also, I mean, I had to monitor Justin Fields, all his social media, you know, like who he's following, <laughs> who he's not. So that also made for a late night. I did not get much sleep. That was. I feel like, I feel like at that point you have to sit, like that would have taken up most of the game. I would have been like, oh, Basketball game still going on, huh? I was actually scrolling through. I was looking up every player that Justin Fields could possibly follow. You want to know who's not included in that one? The Chicago Bears. So that's right. Win lose. He's actually supposed to talk about that. We'll dive into some actual quarterbacks here, but real quick, he was actually supposed to talk about this on the thirty third team today. I think he still is. I, I I think it's still coming out on the St. Browns podcast, and they posted that little like snippet, the teaser of yeah. him going to address it and then immediately deleted it is it or do we think they're at, he's actually going to talk about it or you think we're just if somebody called and was like Yo, got clipped from down. the episode real fast yeah real fast yeah right there i don't know man i don't know something about uh i mean we learned this past season something about following stuff on social media some guys just don't post anything on instagram that has to do with football right. until they do until they do let's talk about some real quarterback news for the pittsburgh steelers well We'll say real. We'll real in quotation marks. We'll go when it comes to this one. Former Pittsburgh Steelers rival Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco, Cincinnati Bengals legend, jumped on the Nightcap podcast. I think he at this point is co-host of the Nightcap podcast with Shannon Sharp and talked about the Steelers quarterback situation. He tossed out Russell Wilson and he said, look it, he's going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know because a little birdie has told him, didn't elaborate much more, just said he has said it before, he'll say it again. A little birdie has told him that Russell Wilson is headed to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, there's a lot to dive into when it comes to Chad Johnson, what he says on the Nightcap podcast, but for this time, it's Russell Wilson, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You heard that. You didn't hear much more because it was one sentence take. There it was. There was nothing else to go with it. What were your thoughts? My thought is, damn, who is Chad Johnson's little birdie, man? I, that was my biggest question is I want to know what, <laughs> who Chad Johnson's sources are. I mean, I don't doubt that there's still people in the league that he talks to, but 
How many of those people are in NFL front offices? How many of those people are with the Broncos? How many are they with the Steelers? You know, like, I really, really wonder what the source is here. I mean, I guess, I mean, your your first thought is to think, huh, would Russ, would Russ work in Pittsburgh? You know, there's like a weird situation with the contract. It's, uh, it's, you know, I, I feel like from a football perspective, it'd work, but, and then I, I kind of caught myself and I was like, wait, is this, is this even real? Like, is this like <laughs> even like a, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think my first question is just how does Chad Johnson know this and why would Chad Johnson know this? And why would anyone who knows for certain tell Chad Johnson this, you know, I don't, I look at there are, there are so many sides to this. So many, so many slices of this orange right here or this pie. I don't know why I used an orange in this analogy. Orange but has this slices here. That's true. That's true. We'll start with the just the Chad Johnson as a whole and what in in recent weeks I I try to listen to the Nightcap. I try to listen to every podcast. Like I just I'm a podcast guy. I don't watch television. I feel like if I'm listening to a podcast, there's a part of me that's like studying the game a little bit. I don't know. I'm weird, but I try to listen to the Nightcap podcast. A couple of weeks ago, this might have been a week ago. Honestly, very recently. The last thing that came out of Chad Johnson's mouth that made national headlines out of his podcast was that he was a scout for the Las Vegas Raiders. And I mean, maybe he is, maybe he's not. Nick, you got a computer in front of you. We're going to need some answers here. But just when I heard that, I was like, ah, maybe, maybe he's not. My first reaction was, eh. And then he says this one, and I go, okay, so are you, if you are a scout for the Raiders, maybe this has credit. If you're not a scout for the Raiders, can we believe anything that you are officially reporting on? When it goes to both sides here, how does Russell Wilson know that he's going to the Pittsburgh? He's still on the Denver Broncos. Like, the Steelers can't call him and be like, hey, Russ, we are big fans, very interested in you. When you are a free agent, we got a contract set in stone for when you go, but we got to wait until that's tamper. You are not allowed to do that in the NFL. So how these two sides have come to an agreement well before anything has happened, I don't know, but. I don't know. Maybe Russell Wilson's just like, dude, the second I hit, I'm calling Pittsburgh and I'm saying I'm going there for free. And and I'm making sure that Chad Johnson knows. Yeah. yeah and like, Chad's the, the guy. first like, guy. That I'm... <laughs> I don't talk to any of my former teammates, Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch, any of those guys, Pete Carroll, none of them. You want to know who my boy is? Chad Johnson. I just, I don't know about that one. Nick, is this dude a scout? No, looking at the administration page for the Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> Chad Johnson, Chad Ochocinco, it's nowhere to be found under scouts, the nutritionist, or even the cheerleaders. He's he's not there. Nice. I'm sure that's nice. just a clerical error. I'm sure he's I'm sure that's being updated and they're just working on his staff profile right now. It's it's yes. I'm sure it's coming. Don't that's exactly that's exactly what I'm saying there. Is it, it takes time. The Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, they had their former it was I think it was football analyst that the new just recently made known that he was hired a couple weeks ago he was on there in september so it does it takes time for sides to meet and maybe the raiders they do it backwards they announce it and then takes a while for the website to update either way russ to pittsburgh this one's this one's weird don't uh let me ask this is it weird and if it wasn't chad johnson coming up with this report saying russell wilson's going to the pittsburgh steelers is the other side of it weird like is it weird to just say russ and the Steelers, and maybe they mix. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, veteran guy. I feel like he had some success towards the end of the year. Yeah. In, uh, in Denver, and I, I think he's going. He would go to an arguably a more talented offense with some better weapons. So, I think from a football perspective, it's not the craziest idea in the world. Um, I'm not really sure. I, like, I don't think I have a good idea of how the 
contract situation works. Like, I think yeah, he's the... guaranteed thirty million over the next three years, and then the the Broncos eat eighty six million dollars in dead money. So maybe that goes to Russ. I don't know, but I think it's I think up front it's at least thirty million. Right, it, but just like. I mean, it was eighty million, eighty-six million dollars of I think a two hundred and so, it was like close to a three hundred million dollar contract, right? Like how? Yeah. I don't know. That's it's just I don't know. The price tag does look a a, a little hefty, but um, I mean that's what you pay, you pay for like premium quarterback play, especially when you're a when you have a veteran like this. Is Russ still the same guy? Like I don't, I I kind of don't know what to believe about Russ at this point. You know, yeah. like is he? 2022 Russ where he just is bad is he like over the hill or is he kind of second half of uh 2023 Russ um I'm not really sure yet but um I don't know I feel like he could do well in Pittsburgh it's it's not the worst quarterback idea we've we've seen thrown out this offseason um but I I just yeah I I I I guess the football part of it I I'm more on board with it than I was I think when I first kind of heard the idea of Russ to Pittsburgh being floated. I'll put it that yeah, way. When Chad Johnson tosses it out there and you go, all right, well, right. it's a done deal. Your brain immediately starts going, eh, all right, let's be, let's break this down here for a second. I agree. I think that once you get into the football side of it, it's not a bad move. And I think money-wise, if it works, like that's, that's a, you know, Russell Wilson has won a Super Bowl. The dude's been to nine Pro Bowls. Like the, like he's, He's done things in the NFL where you think, okay, look, maybe he could turn it on a little bit and work with what he's got in Pittsburgh. I think the Steelers wide receiver core is better than the Broncos wide receiver core. I think the Steelers running game is stronger than the Broncos running game. I think that he's got got options there. Didn't have to bounce around coaches. I mean, I feel like Sean Payton hated him from the second he walked in the door. He was like, yeah, we're, we're done here. There's nothing There's nothing worth hanging on to. I think money-wise, it's got to it's gotta work out. Like if I'm – what would you sign Russ to? Like if you – if it was a clean slate, I, I and again the the contract is weird, but I don't think the Steelers would have to to grab any of the money that the Broncos lose. Would you Would you consider Russ for like a you know anywhere from like thirty, uh, we'll say right around that thirty million a year mark? Hmm, that is that is tough. Uh, I mean, obviously you're not signed him to a bunch of years, but like. That feels like money I would just I would throw at I if I'm gonna go that all in on a quarterback, I feel like a Kirk Cousins type would be yeah. a a better bet, you know, a safer yeah. bet for that kind of money. And I know Kirk would be more money, but I don't know, kinda in for a dime and for a dollar, like I'm not I'm not gonna half ass a massive quarterback signing like you know Russell Wilson. You know, like I I, I don't know if if that makes any sense. Like if I'm going to no, take no, yeah. a swing as as big as that, uh, I'm gonna do it on a guy like Cousins, who I'm maybe a little bit more sure in, even if it costs me a little bit more money. I agree. I agree. I think if if Kirk, look, if your options are Russ for thirty thirty five mil, and your options for Kirk are thirty five forty. You're going 3540. Like you can come yeah. up with that 10 just, you know, change change TJ Watts signing or contract into a signing bonus. There's 10 million dollars. You're totally fine. You're floating. No worries whatsoever. Again, and the cap salary cap's a myth. It's not a real thing. So right. I think that you could come up with this money no matter what. I think Russ is like I think Mace Rudolph is still like the most realistic option. I think Russ finds himself to be a realistic option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know how realistic, but Compared to some names that we have tossed out there and will continue to toss out there, like I'm signing Russell Wilson before I'm signing 
uh, definitely Ryan Tannehill. And I'm not saying that's more realistic, but I think if the Steelers are looking for, I think, I think Ryan Tannehill has the connection to the Steelers because of Arthur Smith. But I think that that's the only connection you have. I think if you, you dive into the, you know, they're trying to win a Super Bowl. Russell Ryan Wilson is, it, yeah. Yeah. Like he's 10 times a better option than, than Ryan Tannehill is. Or I saw Gardner Minshew the other day. And I was like, look at, I love Gardner Minshew. I think that dude's awesome. Not as a football player, but just as a, like, I would rock. I would show up day one. I would hope if it was Gardner Minshew, I would hope the entire offense shaved mustaches. Arthur Smith, Gardner, just everybody, Najee Harris, everybody's rocking a mustache. And I just think that that's how the Steelers should play football. And I would love that. But when it comes to the play, I just don't think that that like you, you're trying to raise the bar. That doesn't raise raise the bar. I think Russell Wilson does raise the bar. I think he got an opportunity yeah. there. Do you think Russell will if he did end up in Pittsburgh? Do you think that that is a guy that could be the jug? You know what I mean? Like you're trying to beat Patrick Mahomes at this point. That is like, that's the only goal of anybody in the AFC is you have to get through the Kansas city chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. And I think that's where your bar had, like, that's when everybody talks about it. When they talk about Kenny Pickett, they talk about, eh, is Kenny Pickett going to beat Patrick Mahomes? Is Ryan Tannehill going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes? All these guys is Russell Wilson, a, a guy that maybe could. I, I think he could. I, I don't know. That seems like kind of an unfair standard to hold anyone to when, like, Lamar Jackson's not beating Patrick Mahomes. Josh no, I agree. Allen's I agree. not beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so, like, I don't know if I'm judging it against that, but I think Russ could could beat him. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't know. I Like, I think so. Because uh, I also think I also think part of it is, like, the Chiefs' defense was really good. I, I, I don't know. Like, kidding, yeah. he beat the Chiefs' defense, and I feel like that's the bigger the bigger question. I think he could. I don't know. I... I, I think the combination of, you know, Russ in Pitts, like it's not Russ versus Mahomes. It would be Steelers versus Chiefs. And I think yeah. the Steelers would have complete a complete enough team to, with Russ playing quarterback, to be capable of beating the Chiefs. I'll put it that way. Would you go Russell Wilson over Mason Rudolph? Hmm. We'll go, we'll go Russ uh, for, hmm. eliminate money. Both of them are cheap enough where it makes sense for the Steelers. Oh, I'd take Russ, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. like yeah, I like appreciate what Mason did, but I don't yeah. know. Russ seems like more of a sure thing to me. Yes, I agree. I don't think you're taking a shot on on Russ, and I also don't think like I don't think there's any like Russell Wilson shows up, he's your starting quarterback. Like that's right. just that's all you're doing, and I think you feel good about that. So I agree. There's another name that was tossed out there that I think makes way less sense for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This one, like the Chad Johnson thing, hilarious. I'm glad that we got to you know, poke fun at it a little bit, find out that he wasn't an actual scout for the Las Vegas Raiders, at least as of not right now. This other one, as soon as I heard it, I was just like, well, that, that makes absolutely no sense. That's that's just the worst possible idea that you could come up with. And I think we have named off a lot of bad ideas. This one, I think, is probably, this one's probably the worst. Like, I just, this one's the worst. Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen Show, obviously, was asked where Jimmy Garoppolo could land this season because he's expected to be released by the Raiders in mid-March. His first reaction was the Pittsburgh Steelers saying, why not back up Kenny Pickett? Why not be Kenny Pickett's backup in Pittsburgh? And then said, well, he has done it before where he was brought in to be a backup, was viewed as not even close to an option to be a starter, and then won the starting job. So maybe he maybe he could, at least that's what Eisen say, is saying is, he could come in here with low expectations, kind of exceed those expectations, jump the gun. There's a very important piece to this entire 
segment here, and that is that Jimmy Garoppolo, as of right now, is not going to play the first two weeks of the season for violating the NFL's PED policy. So it has to be Kenny Pickett week one and week two. Whether Jimmy G comes in here and balls out or not, you hear Jimmy G's name, what are your first thoughts? I mean, you saw you wrote the story yesterday when it came to uh, the Steelers' odds, and I believe they were two. I want to say they were the yeah. second favorite to land Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, and I didn't really get it. I don't <laughs> um I don't think Jimmy G's a fit here at all. No. I don't think he's very good. Um no. He is certainly not. I mean, going back to our last conversation about ceiling raisers, uh I don't think he's a ceiling raiser at all. I don't think he gets you over the hump. Um his best years were when he were when he was with really good teams, you know, and really good offenses and had really good coaching and some great playmakers around him. They're good playmakers in Pittsburgh. They're good. Uh, it's a pretty good offense and a talented team. Uh, but clearly, it can't elevate subpar quarterback play. You know, I think yep. that's been made pretty evident. And look, Jimmy Jimmy G. You look at his numbers over the past couple of years, and it has been subpar. I mean, this was a guy who was, I believe, benched for Aiden O'Connell. Like he was. He was. He was benched like, for Aiden O'Connell. Right. Like. Hmm, that doesn't, I mean, even as a backup, I don't think that inspires much confidence. Like, we've talked about all these different options, and like you said, this might be the worst one. Like, this is the <laughs> one that where you're like, this is this is the first one where I think everyone is kind of like, this guy's a definitive backup. Like, this guy doesn't even really have a chance to start, you know? Yes. And so that, in my mind, makes no sense both for the Steelers and kind of for Garoppolo. Like, you're telling me there's no one who would even give him a chance to to even compete for a starting job. Like, I don't think this makes sense either way. No, no, I don't. And, and maybe nobody does give Jimmy G a, a shot to start this season, which I think could be wild, but you never know. You just never know. It just makes absolutely zero. Like if the Steelers, the Steelers have laid out at least a little bit of a plan here, at least their plan A. And that is Kenny Pickett. We hope works out, but we're bringing in Mason Rudolph to make sure that we have co- like real competition, real we need somebody just in case Kenny stinks. J- Jimmy G doesn't bring any of that. Like you're not bringing Jimmy G in and saying, "Hey, you're getting first team reps, and if you're good enough, you will start week three. And and in week three, you better hope that Kenny Pickett wasn't good in week one and week two. Like it just doesn't. There is no part of this situation where you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers side of things and say, "This makes a lot of sense. Like this this is actually what they're aiming for." It's the complete opposite of what it doesn't. It doesn't fit like Ryan Tannehill's a better fit for the Steelers and what they're looking for than Jimmy Garoppolo, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett. Like there's, there's so many names. So if you wanted just somebody who was coming in here to be a backup and maybe not even be a good backup, should have just kept Mitch Trubisky and said, all right, this guy's probably going to cost too much money. He's not going to play for us. And when he does play for us, it's probably going to be disappointing, but he's got a name. So I guess that's uh, that's good enough. And I think obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is talented enough to make some noise in the NFL, but just like you said, like his his time in in Vegas didn't go well. I think right from the jump it didn't go well. Like I remember watching Twitter the day that he was supposed to have his introductory press conference. The dude didn't show up for like two hours. Media's just sitting there waiting for this guy to show up, and nobody ever found out why he wasn't he wasn't on time or the the Raiders that there's an issue there. Whatever. I just I feel like he's not a. Uh, not the guy that the Steelers want in that situation. I don't think it makes much sense for him. Yeah, no. I yeah. I mean, I guess we now have seen why you really don't think that he's a great fit. You just don't want to be sitting around two hours at a 
at an introductory Could you press conference. What would we do? If me and you were sitting in a press conference waiting for, we're just sitting in the racquetball court in, in Southside, waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo to come in here for two hours. Could you imagine how much Kaboli could talk for two hours? That would be two hours of Kaboli talking to us. Right, I'd have to start doing laps around the indoor facility <laughs> just to, just to get some fresh air, get out of there. Yeah, it's from the, yeah, I just don't. I mean, doesn't really make sense from from any angle. I just don't. I don't even know where this came from. Like the Steelers are just. I mean, this is kind of the nature of the beast. Like, yeah, when you kind of have a quarterback opening, you get linked to just about every quarterback that's available or could possibly be available. Um, but I don't see where Jimmy Garoppolo provides any kind of value beyond some some veteran leadership, I guess, but like, honestly, who cares? Yeah. Like, right. Like who cares? Yeah. Right. And like, who, who kind of cares? Like, I don't, I don't know. This team has veterans. I, I want someone who's good. I don't really care about leadership at this point. That's what I'm saying. Kenny's a third. If Kenny's your guy, he's a third year. He's a third year starter for the Pittsburgh. Like this is, he's a veteran, you know, he's 26 years old at this point. Like the dude is a veteran. He's, that's it. He's the leader of your team. Should be a captain. Like you don't need a veteran backup. You know that's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm glad that you said the nature of the beast because that is exactly what's happening now. Is that every quarterback who pops up and could be available, and the se- literally the second they are named, oh well, the the Pittsburgh Steelers. That could be an option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We immediately get an email that's just like, hey, <laughs> this one's for you, Jimmy Garoppolo, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. Patrick Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill, Jacoby Brissett, and Mason Rudolph, all favorites to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are every Pittsburgh Steelers are the favorites to land all of these guys. And that will continue to happen with every single name that pops up. Which brings the question that I don't think we have addressed really this offseason. We've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett. We've talked a lot about Mason Rudolph and our thoughts on him, but we haven't really answered the question. And I don't think a lot of people have answered the question that I think is very important at this time in the offseason, especially when it's so early. Like we haven't gone to the combine. We have this is just all assumption. This is just every craze we could possibly come up with, we are talking about, and every every media outlet is talking about, every fan is talking about. And that is 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 Kenny Pickett getting a fair shot right now? Like, are we completely blown past Kenny Pickett and any potential that he has? And the possibility that he could turn out to be good. And, you know, do you look at Kenny Pickett and nobody's talking about, does he deserve a third shot? He's 14 and 10 as a starter. Like, is it time to give up? Is it not time to give up? Like, I I don't think that question's really been tossed out there. I think it's all just one of the alternatives. When you look at Kenny Pickett, when you look at everything that's going on right now, do you think Kenny's kind of getting the fair hand in this? And do you look at him as a guy that maybe, maybe it is time to just acknowledge he does deserve a third shot or or does he not deserve a third shot? I I think Kenny's getting exactly what he deserves. I don't know, that sounds a little harsh, but like he's I I think Kenny's going to go into training camp with as much of an opportunity as anyone to play for this starting job. Um like he was a first round draft pick, like they're showing some faith in him, showing some I don't know. I I don't know what the exact word is, but I think by sticking with them to a certain extent and giving them a chance, I mean the Steelers are just kind of reflecting that. Look, this is a, a, one of our first round picks from really recently. Um, we're we're going to keep some confidence in him for a while. Um, but I I think it's been pretty clear from the the end of the season that this is this is kind of the last stand. You know, like this yeah. is it, this is kind of make or break for him. Um, and I think that's 
completely fair. Um, and I know like it's, we are talking about the alternatives a lot more than we're talking about what kind of potential Kenny has to be good uh, this season. But I think that's because Kenny's the only quarterback on the roster. They're going to get new guys yes. pretty much no matter what, whether or not uh, Kenny ends up playing really well or not, or whether they believe Kenny will play well or not. This is just what happens when you lose. Well, you haven't lost two quarterbacks yet, but you only have one under, like you literally only have one under contract for 2024. So yep. you're going to need someone. Might as well bring in someone who can possibly give you starter reps, who can possibly be a starter for you. So um, Kenny's just kind of a known commodity at this point, and we're just kind of uh, – no conversation you have about Kenny is going to be very fruitful until uh, until August, until we actually see him take the field and we see him throw a little bit more, or we see him work in this new offense. It's just going to be a while before we can have a conversation about Kenny that's that's new you know, or yep. that we have some new data to work off of. I agree. I agree. I look at Kenny Pickett right now, and I just say when it comes to trying to toss out Justin Fields and Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins and all these names, it's just because the, it's where the Steelers are more than where Kenny Pickett is. I think if yeah. the Steelers were in a bad spot and they were still developing and, you know, you kind of had to talk them up a little bit, you would look at Kenny Pickett and say, why would you not give him a third opportunity that just makes a lot of sense. But you kind of looked at last season and you said immediately, there are two major flaws here that are really like really holding the Steelers back. And that is Matt Canada and the quarterback play. And you hoped that Kenny Pickett improved after Matt Canada left. That wasn't the case. And I don't blame Kenny for that. I mean, he really only got, he really only got one game post Canada. I mean, one and a half usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the yeah, Bengals game, game, and then yeah, 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 and then he got hurt. And even so, like you know, the Bengals game he looked good, but the, you got Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan as your co-offensive coordinator. Like you're not, you know, like I, I don't think he was like I don't think he's ever had like I don't think we could ever move on from the fact that he's never had a good OC. And I think we use that as excuses for other players, like Justin Fields, for example. But I think that again, where the Steelers are, there is an actual sense of urgency. There is an actual sense of this team can be really good, but you need a quarterback. And when you, if you were missing an, a center or a right tackle or a wide receiver or an inside linebacker or whatever, you could look at those positions and say, well, you have, you have Spencer Anderson, which I don't know if you saw because Spencer Anderson, Ray Fittipaldo post-gazette said that he's a candidate to start at right tackle. Shout out your boy right there. Um, If you looked at other positions and said, that is our only position to need but we have a spencer anderson a mark robinson a Dale, Corey trice a whoever somebody who and and say these guys were drafted higher but you have somebody like that where they are coming along but they're not you know there's still some hiccups here you look at it and you say all right well like you know you give them one more year because you 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 work well but you could win a super bowl with a bad right tackle you could win a super bowl with a bad inside linebacker or bad safety or bad corner you could not, and it has never happened, win a Super Bowl with a bad quarterback. And and there have been some eh quarterbacks, but you cannot, like you just can't win a Super Bowl in today's day and age with a bad quarterback, especially when you got the Kansas City Chiefs and all the things that they do, and you just never know when you're going to be in a gunfight and you get, you're going to have to shoot out with guys like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or the 49ers or whoever. Like you just don't know when that's going to happen. So I think the position just makes that sense of urgency so much higher that 
yeah, it's a quarterback. You judge them differently and you judge them a lot more harsh, harshly, but that's just the nature of the game. That's where Kenny Pickett's been, and that's where he is right now. Yeah, and I think you make a good point about just the kind of quarterbacks you're going up against. Like the there's just levels to it, you know? Like you there are plenty of guys who can maybe lead you to a playoff spot who can maybe win you a game in the playoffs. There are yeah. not many that can take you to a conference championship that can take you to a Super Bowl and obviously can win a Super Bowl for you. I mean, you yeah. look at the quarterbacks in recent years that have won Super Bowls. You go back the last 10 years, it's Mahomes, it's Brady, it's Peyton Manning, it's... Big Ben. Yeah, Big Ben. I mean, did he win one in the last 10 years? Oh, no, no, he has not. No, he has right. not. It's, it's a Russell Wilson. It's guys who are... I would say pretty universally all of those guys are going to go to the Hall of Fame. That's like not I don't yeah. think that's that hot of a take there. Um like it's just different. Like it is it is tough to win a Super Bowl and it's tough to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um so just if that's your goal you you got to aim high, right? Like that yep. sounds kind of self-explanatory, but um it just takes a really elite player to to win a Super Bowl in this day and age as a quarterback and to lead a team to a Super Bowl and then eventually win one. So that's why I, I think that's part of why Kenny Pickett's getting held to a pretty high standard. It's just because this team's goals are high um, and yes. that that's tough. That's tough for a guy like Kenny to walk into, when, especially when the like you said, the situation has been so unstable for most of his career, but that's like the situation he's in. It's how he's going to get judged, and this team has high expectations, so he's got to either live up to them or he can't be a part of their future. I agree. I agree. And the window is the window doesn't stay open very long. You know, like the window of of opportunity closes quickly in the NFL, and you don't just don't have time to mess around with it. And and if this was two years ago and they just brought in Arthur Smith and you were like, oh man, or even last year, they just brought in Arthur, Arthur Smith, you'd say, this is Kenny's job. You know, you're excited about it. This year, it's like, dude, you saw how good this team could be with Mason Rudolph. You know, how good mm-hmm. could it be if you brought in a crazy good quarterback and had a competent offensive coordinator? And because of those questions, you just you you could either take a risk or you can't take a risk, and it sounds like the Pittsburgh Steelers want to want to take a bit of a risk on Kenny Pickett, and that's that's their decision. But when it comes to the conversation being had outside of the the organization, I just I think that you acknowledge more strongly that the risk is the risk is pretty high. Like it's not it's not a low risk for how good this team could possibly be, and the goal is Super Bowl, and fans are getting real fed up with not winning the Super Bowl. So that's just where they are. There'll be plenty more, and the combine next week, the draft coming up, free agency is like, what, three weeks away? Something like that. That's wild. And that, that I saw yesterday, I was actually listening, shout out Rich Eisen and Jimmy G. Um, he mentioned that he believes Justin Fields will get traded right at the beginning of free agency, and I agreed with him. I think that that could uh, be the window of opportunity for a guy like that just because you want to trade him before really everybody gets going. You know, If you're the Chicago Bears, that's peak time right there to say, we're not going to let everybody fill up on the Russell Wilsons and the Kirk Cousins and the Mason Rudolphs. We're going to send our quarterback somewhere. It could be rather quickly that the the trade market is red hot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So plenty of action for right now. We'll keep it trucking. But Chad Johnson, man, if you're right, we will have a whole podcast where we apologize to you. So that's on us. With that said, we're heading out here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. 
youtube.com slash all Steelers talk. Check us out anywhere you get your audio podcasts. We are really pushing those audio downloads. So we greatly appreciate all the reviews you leave for us on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Check all our work out at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage out at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Friday. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Burke. Peace.